Welcome to the Kitchen Table Theology Podcast, where Pastor Jeff Cranston, along with our host, Jen Denton, will discuss biblical theology in an understandable way. You'll discover how to apply biblical truth to your life. Thanks for joining us at the table. Let's get started. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Kitchen Table Theology. In previous podcasts, we've been delving into the doctrine of the person of God, and today we'll wrap up the three O's, God's omniscience, His omnipotence, and today, His omnipresence. These concepts are also sometimes referred to as the three alls, all-knowing, all-powerful, and all-present, or everywhere at once. So welcome back to Kitchen Table Theology. I'm your host, Jen Denton, and along with Pastor Jeff Cranston, we're systematically discovering what the Scripture teaches regarding what too many of us believe are out-of-reach theological topics. And we're always attempting to attempt to do this in a way that's applicable to the lives we live. Because as Charles Spurgeon said, if your theology doesn't change your behavior, it will never change your destiny. And hey, if you're joining us today, it's a super special one because today we are kicking off the launch of Pastor Jeff's latest book, Your Greatest Adventure, Taking the Next Steps in Your Faith. I like how you said my latest book. It is. It's in a well, series. Yeah, it's well, not your first. One was 10 years ago, and now this is my latest book, you know. As so every decade. Every one a decade. Yeah, I, I think I'm on a roll here. But yeah, <laughs> it's uh, called Your Greatest Adventure, and I wrote it for primarily for new believers uh, to just put something in their hands to get them started out of the gate into the Christian faith. But I think it also works for a lot of people, a lot of followers of Jesus, uh, because it covers the basics and kind of the building blocks. And so if you've kind of you know slipped in your walk a little bit and you just need to uh, get back to the fundamentals and the basics, this, this would be a good book for you. Or somebody newer to their faith, uh, that's, that's what it's for, and uh, we're looking forward to... Uh, seeing it hopefully helps some people mm-hmm. who are maybe near to Jesus. Maybe it's that transition book or that talking point book. You know, it's the it's the new bridge on a napkin that <laughs> you're trying to explain to somebody. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, but yeah, <laughs> hopefully it'll be helpful. I think so. I definitely think so. Well, as I said, today we're continuing our study on the doctrine of the person of God. And if you missed any of the previous podcast on this topic, we do invite you to go back and check them out. But we're going to jump into today. So, you know, Pastor Jeff, loneliness has become a real issue for many during this time of the pandemic. You know, the term social isolation Mm. has popped up over and over, and that can feel like a death sentence, especially to people, and I have them in my friend group, who are highly extroverted. They're there glued to the windows, looking, just yeah. waiting for a glimpse of somebody, somebody walk by so I to can go wave. by. And my kids are definitely in that camp. You know, thank yeah. goodness for technology and FaceTime yeah. and those types of things. But it really just isn't the same. You know, it's just not the same as that face-to-face connection. And mm-hmm. some of us have drifted away from our friends or we've had friends drift away from us. And that disconnected feeling from people does lead to loneliness. It's a terrible problem, and it's definitely a terrible feeling. It really is, Jenna. Everyone experiences loneliness at times in their life, and 
millions, tens of millions are experiencing it uh, right now. And, and, you know, you don't have to be alone to be lonely, uh, even in a crowded mm-hmm. football game. I don't know, are we ever going to play football again? But My daddy will literally lose his Yeah, it won't be good in the it South, not, uh, no. at least if there's no football. <laughs> I, you know, we, we have to move, move away because it's going gonna, it's gonna to get crazy. Mm. Uh, you know, walking down the hall at school surrounded by – Hundreds of people, you can still feel lonely walking around in a grocery store. You can feel isolated, alienated, and alone. Mm, For sure. And, you know, when we think back to creation, one of the earliest problems that God saw was when he said, it's not good for man to be alone. Mm -hmm. So what did God do and how does he fit into all this? So let me ask a couple questions to get us started that I know many people wonder about. In previous podcasts, we have seen that God knows everything and he can do whatever he wants, but is he there when we need him? Is he there when we don't need him, or at least we don't think we need him? Is he in heaven or is he on earth or both? And can we truly turn to him in any time and know that he's there? Any more questions? Is that enough? No, I think I rattled off about <laughs> yeah, yes. five to seven there. <laughs> well, they're, they're all good questions. They're all valid questions. And remembering back to what we've learned on previous podcasts, it, it really ought to be a great comfort to know that God is not limited by time and space. He exists outside of time as we know it, and He occupies all places at once. And that's the doctrine of God's omnipresence. And let's begin there then. So how about defining what this big word, omnipresence, means for all of us? Yeah, the last of the the three big O's today. Omnipresence stated simply means that God's presence is everywhere. He is all present, present everywhere. He is present everywhere at every moment. There's nowhere we can go to hide from Him because everywhere we go, He is already there. Uh, Jeremiah 23, 24 sums it up. We read, No one can hide where I cannot see him, says the Lord. I fill all of heaven and earth, says the Lord. Now, aside from that being scary, I mean, Mm. you know, no one can hide where I can't see him. We can't hide from God because he fills heaven and earth. And I wonder, between the two of us, how many games of hide-and-seek we played growing up and how many we have played with our own kids. I know our, our 22-month-old granddaughter, Charlie, she loves to play hide-and-seek right now, and she picks out her best spot, and then she just goes somewhere. Normally, it's completely out in the open, and she just <laughs> squats down right there. And you know that, by the way, if you have younger children or grandchildren around, you can use that game hide-and-seek to teach them about God's omnipresence. You can, and I think kids think that, right? Because if I can't see you, then of yeah, course you, you can't, can't see, see me. me. Yeah. But there's some there's some really big theology there because yeah. I think a lot of times we think if yeah. we can't see God, then He can't see us. <laughs> but you know, those are huge teachable moments. So play the game now and then, and once they're all worn out from all the running around over snacks, start a conversation about how God was in each and every time and place that they hid. You know, you can ask them what their best hiding spot was and say, was God there in your favorite mm-hmm. hiding spot? Because he was. He was with them, and his presence is in every hiding spot on heaven and earth, 
even the best ones, even our best, best kept ones. secrets. That's a really you know good idea. Just you know you can use the normal stuff in your life to teach eternal truth. So back to his omnipresence, Proverbs tells us the Lord's eyes see everything that happens. He watches both evil and good people. Mm -hmm. So there is nothing hidden from his sight because his presence is everywhere. Mm. You know, in our previous podcast, we referenced the amazing historic space grab. I'm still in awe of that that story. And today we have another space-oriented reference. I remember hearing somewhere that the cosmonaut... Yuri Gagarin? Gagarin. Gagarin. See, I have this pronunciation issue. Well, Kitchen table theologians, help Russian. me out. <laughs> don't. I, I don't speak Russian. I've been there, but I don't speak it. At least I don't speak it yeah, very well. Yeah, his name well. was uh, Yuri Gagarin. But I remember us talking about how he was the first human who launched into space and reportedly returned to Earth with a simple Soviet-style message. Mm-hmm. I looked and I looked and looked, but didn't see God. Yeah, and that made world headlines when mm. he when he said that. Um, you know, the interesting thing uh, is that many believe that Gagarin was in fact a believer in God. Mm. Uh, we, we know he he was at one time a member of the Russian Orthodox Church, and there's there's much debate actually uh, about whether he said those words. But a Kremlin propaganda poster at the time that they produced featured an image of the cosmonaut. I'm, I'm seeing, I'm trying to remember it. He was floating in space. He was wearing a, a completely red, solid red spacesuit. And he's floating in, he's floating there. And the, the image the, or uh, the wording under the image just said, there is no God. Mm. And they plastered that all over the Soviet Union. Well, it's it's been reported that uh, when Gagarin, who was the first man to go into space, I think, as you mentioned, when he returned to Earth, there, there was this huge reception in his honor. And, and his close friend and a fellow cosmonaut by the name of Alexei Leonov, he, he wrote this up. The premier of the Soviet Union at that time was Nikita Khrushchev. He cornered Gagarin, and as, as, as Leonov tells it, uh, Khrushchev said, so, you know, Yuri, tell me. Did you see God up there? And he, he, like, he really was wanting to know. Mm. And after a moment's pause, Gagarin said, "Yes, I did." Hmm. And Khrushchev frowned and said, "Don't tell anyone." So a few minutes later, the head of the Russian Orthodox Church pulls Gagarin aside, and he says, "So tell me, my child, did you see God up there?" And Gagarin hesitated and replied, "No, I did not." And the priest said, don't tell anyone. Mm. I recall one, <laughs> one person who said, you know, they, when they heard that Gagarin said he didn't see God while he was up in space, the person said, had he stepped outside the space capsule, he would have <laughs> he sure would seen have. God. <laughs> so what you're saying is twisted truth and images that we see on social media and other things like that. This is not a new concept, then, no, is what no, I hear you wait, saying. No, it's, it's not new at all, is it? <laughs> Well, hey, what we have is some truth because the psalmist gives us another point of view, doesn't he? It's this Mm -hmm. true revelation of God himself. And let me read it for us in Psalm 139, verses 7 through 12. This is from the New Living Translation. I can never escape from your spirit. 
I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I go down to the grave, you are there. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell in the farthest oceans, even there your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. I could ask the darkness to hide me and the light around me to become night, but even in the darkness, I cannot hide from you. So there, there's no place where one can go to escape the presence of Almighty God. He, he is in church with those who worship Him on Sunday, and He's on the golf course with those who won't. Uh, he was with the American astronauts as they walked on the moon, and He was with the Russian cosmonaut who seemingly denied His existence. Mm-hmm. So God is present everywhere. What else does His omnipresence mean? Well, we, we touched earlier, God is not limited by space or special dimensions. So that, that means he can't be contained by any space, no matter how large. Now, you want to hear something that might blow a, a few minds. So, Jen, is God in heaven, yes or no? Well, I mean, that's where we reference him, right? Like, he's the big guy in the sky. He's the big man upstairs. <laughs> I asked for a yes or no. I didn't want to give you a yes or no. <laughs> you always set me up with yes or no's. <laughs> well, the question is, is God in heaven? Most of, of course, yes. Mm-hmm. Is God only in heaven? Mm. I would hope not. <laughs> well, see, that's the thing. But we only think of him... Well, I shouldn't say that. We often... And mostly think of him being in heaven. Being in heaven, looking up, um, looking up toward yeah. our Father. Mm. But is he only in heaven? Mm. Solomon in one of his prayers said, but will God indeed dwell on the earth? In, in other words, does God only hang out with us here? And then he says, behold, heaven and the highest heaven cannot contain you, how much less this house which I have built. And he's talking about the temple. Mm. So you see, no matter how much we say that God doesn't exist within the parameters of space, that's really still how we tend to view him. But think about it for a, for a moment. Dr. Wayne Grudem writes this. He said, before God created the universe as we know it, there was no matter or material, so there was not neither, right? Mm-hmm. So no matter, no material. Yet God still existed. Mm. So where was God? He was not in a place that we could call aware, for there was no where <laughs> or space. Mm-hmm. This kind of starts to blow your mind. No there, reference there, point. There's no reference yeah. point. But God still was. So this fact makes us realize that God relates to space in a far different way than we do. He exists as a kind of being that is far different and far greater than we can imagine. Hmm. So along those lines, Pastor Jeff, how does this differentiate from pantheonism or the belief that God being everywhere also is in everything? You know, this idea that God and the universe are one and the same, and there's no dividing line between the two. That tree is God. That rock is God. Mm-hmm. The the sun and the moon and the stars are, are all God. Everything is God and God's in everything. Mm-hmm. You know, good theology, which we're, we're hoping to propagate here on Kitchen Table Theology, good theology leads to a solid biblical worldview, and good theology teaches us that God is present everywhere in His creation, but that He is distinct 
from his creation. Mm. So that's that's how you counter New Ageism, pantheism. Mm. Uh, he is everywhere in his creation, but he's distinct from it. The analogy of a sponge filled with water is not a perfect analogy, but it it it, it serves to be a little bit helpful here. Water, think of a, a soaked sponge. Water is present everywhere in the sponge, but the water is still completely distinct from the sponge. And, and like that, God is everywhere present in his creation, but he is still completely distinct from his creation. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's kind of tie all this together and ask the always popular, so what question. <laughs> we've we've really touched on the surface, haven't we? I mean, yeah. just the, the bare surface, because we all want to put things in a box where we can understand them, but this is definitely not something we can do that with. So, But maybe these things can get you thinking deeper about God's omnipresence. I couldn't help but sit here and think a few times, yeah, but what about blah, blah, blah? <laughs> and maybe you have as well. So if so, if so, shoot us a question, and we'll try to answer it in an upcoming Q&A podcast. We'll tell you about how to do that at the end of this podcast. But for now, Pastor Jeff, so what? <laughs> what difference, what implications are there for us in regard to the omnipresence of God? So, Jen, let's, let's leave with three things on our on our minds today and there are many more but we'll just end with these first of all because god is omnipresent you and i are never alone now for the christian that really should bring us great comfort especially during times of social distancing jesus promises to be with us always and everywhere uh, the holy spirit indwells everyone who's a true christian god is present with his whole being in every part of our lives. And so because he's omnipresent, you and I are never alone. Secondly, because he's omnipresent, you and I can go wherever we need to go with courage and faith in God. It has, during this pandemic time, it's become increasingly easy for us to cocoon, to remain at home, to refuse to venture outside our comfort zones into this world of ours. And in its worst form, that state of mind is called agoraphobia. That's mm-hmm. the fear of leaving the house. Mm-hmm. And people are, are dealing with that, that fear. Pandemic or not, people have it. But this pandemic has certainly brought it to the forefront. Mm-hmm. And yet God promises he will never leave us or forsake us. You know, I've been privileged to travel the globe. And I, I have traveled, uh, boated, been in a dugout canoe, gone down piranha-infested rivers <laughs> in Venezuela. I have successfully am- avoided mob violence in mm-hmm. India after being pelted with rocks. Thank- thankfully, the truck we were in kept moving. <laughs> I have flown across the South China Sea as the pilot very unsuccessfully uh, tried to skirt a typhoon. He, I remember him telling us at takeoff that we were there was a typhoon, which is a hurricane. I didn't know that at the time. Doesn't that keep you on the ground usually? No. Well, we were going to we were going to go underneath of it, is what he told oh, us. Clearly, and, that's okay. Uh, yeah, it it was it, it was. I, I thought I was going to die. I have ridden trains through seemingly endless mountain tunnels. I have been one mile deep in a South mm-hmm. African diamond mine. I didn't come out with any diamonds, but mm-hmm. and many other fun things, really fun things <laughs> around the globe. Were some of those settings, were some of those times safe? Absolutely not. But 
I was never alone. God was always with me. So because he's omnipresent means we can go wherever we need to go with courage and faith in God. And then lastly, quickly, because God's omnipresent, you and I are called, we really are called to reshape our view of the universe. Mm-hmm. Um, a man named David Sanford, author, writes this. He goes, thanks to the diligent work of hundreds of astrophysicists working in scores of locations around the world, we're learning more about the universe every year. For instance, did you know that light across the entire universe is captured by each black hole in a nested series of rings? Essentially, the universe appears more complex, more paradoxical, and more designed every year. It shows God's fingerprints everywhere, even black holes, which scientists believe contain light from near the beginning of creation. Mm-hmm. So what, is, what does that mean to or, you know, in light of God's omnipresence? It's, it's that when Scripture tells us that the Lord God created the heavens and the earth and is everywhere present, we can absolutely believe it. And as you mentioned, take comfort in that. Absolutely. That he will draw near to us as we draw near mm. to him. So, well, hey, this was a lot to unpack today, as always. And if you haven't subscribed yet, head on over to YouTube or Spotify or whatever platform you're listening from, even Alexa. Remember, give her a <laughs> shout out and hit subscribe. We're putting more and more resources up for you and your study and personal growth in God's Word. Subscribing makes sure that you don't miss a thing. And speaking of studying to God's Word, want to give you guys a big reminder about Pastor Jeff's book that's launching today, Your Greatest Adventure taking the next steps in your faith. It is available on Amazon. Right. You just go to Amazon and do the search for Your Greatest Adventure, and it should pop right up. There's a beautiful little road and trees. My daughter Emily took that picture of the cover. Yeah. That looks great. Awesome. Well, hey, also, if today's podcast has brought up a question or two, just shoot us an email at Pastor Jeff Cranston at lowcountrycc.org or watch Pastor Jeff's Instagram story. Pastor Jeff Cranston is that IG name because we'll give you an opportunity there to ask questions in addition. We love hearing from you always, so make sure you connect with us. As we wrap up today's podcast, let's remember that the real power of theology is not only knowing it, but applying it. Thanks so much for listening. We sure hope that our time together today has been helpful and helped you to become a better kitchen table theologian. Our next podcast will be on God's holiness. I'm certainly looking forward to this one. We hope you will as well. You won't want to miss it. So we hope to see you next time right here on Kitchen Table Theology. You've been listening to the Kitchen Table Theology Podcast with Jen Denton and Pastor Jeff Cranston. Join us next time for more insights into biblical truth. If you'd like to know more on today's topic, you can check out the show notes at jeffcranston.com. You can also email us at pastorjeff at lowcountrycc.org. If you're enjoying this podcast, would you consider leaving a rating and review on iTunes? We deeply appreciate your help in getting the word out. And be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or in your favorite podcasting app to continue this journey with us as we learn about and apply God's word to our lives. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time here at Kitchen Table Theology.